Hey guys, welcome back to the You Need to Watch This Podcast. That's Kira. And that's Sarah. And this is a podcast where each week we recommend a new movie to each other and then we talk about it with each other because we're obsessed with each other. <laughs> yes, um, what is up? Um, not much. Time no see. Yeah, it's been what, two days? Three? <laughs> yeah. Um, the Emmys were last week and they did. It was kind of crazy. I did not really... I didn't really watch. I didn't watch. I mean, it was virtual. It was the point of watching. There was no red carpet. And, like, right. That's really, I agree. That's the fun part. But I thought a funny part was that, like, to all of the nominees, I guess the ones who, like, were staying home and, like, zooming into the Emmys, uh. um, they, if they were nominated, like, an intern stood outside holding the Emmy in case they won in, like, a hazmat suit. And it was, like, a, a tuxedo hazmat suit. <laughs> and, like, if they lost, which, like, the the show Rami on um, Hulu, which is really good, but Rami Youssef, who's, like, the writer and creator of that show, like, he lost. And there's a video, like, a viral video on Twitter of just, like, the guy in the hazmat suit, like, holding the Emmy outside of his house, just, like, bye, and, like, walking away. And I was like, that is, what a wild time. What a wild experience. Like, something so crazy to, like, witness. What a weird time. Can you imagine in. someone knocking on your door in a hazmat suit and handing you an Emmy? It was just, like, they were just outside, like, the pa- on the patio, like, through the window, like, they could see him. Ugh. It was weird, but yeah, Zendaya got her Emmy, which is which amazing. Is well deserved, well deserved. Everybody was like, I was shocked, and I was like, I was shocked, but I was like hoping for it so bad. No, no. Twitter had been talking about Zendaya's Emmy since Euphoria came out. Yeah, no, I, I was know. not shocked at all. I wasn't either, but like people were saying that, and I was just kind of like, Did you watch the show? Yeah, like huh? And like all her, ugh, everyone in the show was like so excited for her. Yeah, and then um, also Shit's Creek. Literally swept. Swept and got a ton of Emmys, which is also super deserved. They won nine. That's they insane. Won, they won every comedy, like, category. They won everything in the comedy category. I love the that show. The entire Rose family won an Emmy. I know. I love that show so much. I love that show, too. I um, used to watch it, like, on... Like, Pop TV. We had Pop yeah. TV as a channel. Like, me and my sister used to watch you it. You had a Canadian TV channel? I don't know. My parents paid for cable. <laughs> That's crazy. But, um... I'm excited for the last season to come out on Netflix. It's coming out soon, I think. Yeah, I think it comes out October 6th. Yeah, is what they super said, excited for which that. Which I'm stoked for, because I don't think either of us have seen it. No, I definitely haven't. I definitely haven't either. Um, but, yeah, me and my friends used to do, like, the Moira Rose. Like, Kira can recite the entire... I probably can't now, but, like, she goes... <laughs> do it! Do okay, it! Okay, okay, okay. This is Moira Rose from Shit's Creek. Season 1. Shout out to my friends who all memorized this together, but... Basically, she goes, she's on, she's doing a commercial for a winery, and she goes, In the lee of a picturesque ridge lies a small, unpretentious winery, one that pampers its fruits like its own babies. Hi, I'm Moira Rose, and if you like fruit wine as much as I do, then you'll appreciate the... And then I kind of forget the rest, but... It's own bebes. It's so funny and so good. And, like, we watched that episode and then spent, like, 45 minutes memorizing this whole, like, whole little monologue from her. And I was just like, what is this show? That show what is, is this show? It is just so funny. And, like, Catherine O'Hara, is that her name? Yeah. Like, the woman who plays Moira, Catherine O'Hara, national treasure. I know she's Canadian, so international treasure, if yes, you will. Yes. Like, 
like the but, like, character like, that she plays as well. I mean, like honestly, in like Dan Levy and like uh, what's the girl who plays Alexis? I think her name is like um, Anna or, or Anna Murphy. Anna, Anna, Annie Murphy. Annie Murphy, maybe yeah. So talented. So talented. Like the she, way they Alexis just like so the way they just embody their characters and just like really pushed over the top without making it. Like, like, they pushed over the top, but it somehow doesn't seem like they're trying too hard, right, if that makes sense. Right. Like, it doesn't seem like they're acting, which is just, I don't it's know. It's just done so well, and it's literally so funny. And if you haven't watched, like, a compilation of Moira Rose saying the word Bebe, like, yeah. you are missing out. It's so good. It's but- so good. All well-deserved. Did you see um, the video where, like, Anna, Annie Murphy, like, won her award, and, like, Dan Levy, like, hugged her and, like, was hyping her up and, like... Was so cute. That's so cute. He's just like in the background, just screaming, "Yes, <laughs> yes!" Because, because yes, because yes. Wow, amazing. Um, um, anything else? Any other new? Uh, we saw another oh. movie in the movie theater. What last yes. week? Week before, and we saw socially distanced. We both wore mat. We wore masks. We yes. all same protocol as last time. Yes. Our friend Julia came with us. It was even more fun, and we had the whole theater to ourselves. Right. Yes. And we saw um the Broken Hearts Gallery with Dacre Montgomery and. I don't know her name. I can't her remember her name. Her name is Geraldine. Yes. But I can't remember her last name. But I follow her on Instagram and like her, her, I think her, her Instagram handle is like go, go Geraldine or something like True. that. Which I just stuck with me, sticks with me, but I don't really remember her last name. But, um, it's really good. It was really cute. And Dacre Montgomery is so hot. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like an adorable little rom-com. It's a rom-com. Great situation. Super cute. The girls, the girls are adorable. Like the group yes. of friends, they're adorable. But, Dacre Montgomery needs to get out of town the whole time because we had the theater to ourselves. It was just the whole time. Every time his face was on screen, it was just me being like, no, like I cannot. I was just screaming. I was making the little cross with my fingers because I was like, get away. Like he's too hot. He's literally too hot to handle. It's like insane. And like he's Australian and like he's just. He's just got to get out of town. Anyway. Um, That's a really good movie. Oh, and then we also. So oh. I rented this movie from Redbox. Shout out. Um, shout out Redbox. She do be coming through a lot of the times. Um, but there really wasn't anything good um, at the Redbox. So I ended up getting Fantasy Island, which is like Bloomhouse. It was another Bloomhouse movie. One of the like the latest Bloomhouse movies with um, Lucy Hale. God. Who, you know. She needs to stop acting. She's there. Um, Pretty Little Liars alumnae. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, we watched that together and it was trash. It was pretty garbo. It was pretty bad. It was just kind of like a, a modern rendition of Scooby-Doo. It felt very Scooby-Doo-like, like, but origin- worse. I mean, Scooby-Doo's good, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, like, this was not. And like, I thought the plot was just kind of stupid. It absolutely was stupid. Okay, good. Yeah, it was not good. But no. I mean, but like, we've talked about this before, I think, but like, there's a difference between like, a stupid movie and like a stupid plot but like it's the movie still being entertaining like there's a difference between movies that are made to be stupid and then movies that are made that just end up being stupid but like this wasn't even entertaining no it was just it kinda, was like long and yeah and the boring. whole time we were just kind of like wait what's happening like, like how how is this happening it was confusing it was stupid it was dumb don't um watch it. not worth it uh we watched it so you don't have to although i can't really uh it's really hard for me to wrap my brain around the fact that anyone would like actively seek out this movie to watch. Oh, I agree. I mean, you know, I like, agree. I didn't. Wasn't it in theaters? Or I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't I think, know. I think it was released. 
I don't know, actually. I can't remember. Point is, don't waste your money on it. Point is, $1.30. Point is, don't do it. Garbo. Next. Okay. Let's get into it. Lettuce. 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 And tomato. Get into it. Lettuce begin. Okay. Um, I'm going to go first this week. Woo! <clears throat> so since last week, um, Sarah recommended to me a movie by the name of The Collection from 2012. Um, and this is actually a sequel oh. to the movie The Collector, oh. which is why I kept having to ask Sarah what the movie was called, because I couldn't remember if it was The Collector or The Collection. Kira shows up at my house today and she goes, what movie did I make you watch? Like, she I couldn't remember either. I couldn't remember anything, um, which is embarrassing on my part. But yeah, this is a se- The Collection from 2012 is okay. a sequel to The Collector from 20, uh, 2009, I believe. Okay, I did not know that. Um, <clears throat> yes. So, which is interesting that you didn't, like... Or I had no idea. Interesting, because, like, the... It's very... It's kind of relevant oh, okay. to that fact. Um, so, basically, a quick little... Very quick synopsis is The Collector. So, The Collector <laughs> is the villain. Right. Um, and so the collector takes his latest victim, Elena, to an old hotel that he's turned into his lair of torture and death. Elena's dad then hires a team of mercenaries to come and save her, and they enlist the service of Arkin, one of the who is one of the only people to have escaped the collector. Is he the is he the dude who like goes in? Yes. Okay. So let me break this down for you. <laughs> well, um, okay, first of all, let me just start with the fact that Sarah really just gave me, like, the beest of B-movies, and no, I'm not talking about the animated B-movie. Like, we're just talking about, like, deep and hard, like, B-horror film, which is fine. Sometimes, like, I can get with that. Most times I can get with that. I don't know about this time, but we'll, we'll get into it. Um, so let me just walk you through the plot. So basically... The movie opens with, like, a girl, I don't know how old she is, (laughs) maybe she's a teenager, maybe she's, like, 25, I literally don't know, um, but basically, um, her friends convince her to go out to, like, this party, it's, like, this secret little underground party, um, and they, like, they go to this party, and it's, like, one of those, you need a password, and it's in a warehouse, Yeah. and so they get into this party, and they're partying, and it's, like, it's, like, it's so, uh, it's so a whole decade ago. Yeah. Like, it's so decade old. Like, yeah. the partying and the outfits and, like, the mini skirts and the, the, the striped t-shirt. Like, yes, yeah, and, like, yeah, the yeah, ugly yeah, ass yeah. necklaces. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's very, very much. Very 2012. Very 2012, but, like, worse. Oh, okay. Like, it probably would have, ba- like, we probably would have seen it in 2012 and been like, ew, what ew. the fuck are they wearing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Um, but anyway, regardless. Uh, they go to this party everyone's having a good time and then i think elena who is our main character she goes into the bathroom and sees this crate (laughs) it's like a trunk i guess and she's like hmm like what the hell is this trunk and then she hears like a thud on the trunk and she's like (gasps) scared gasp and then she it's like a dude and he's like let me out like help me he's in the trunk right so she opens the trunk (laughs) And, like, this guy, like, flops out of the trunk, and he's all bloody and stuff. 
and I think from here is where like the booby traps start going off. Right? Doesn't she throughout like, the warehouse? Doesn't she like set one off? I think way? opening the trunk is what triggers all of the booby traps that go on inside this warehouse that this party is happening in. Right. So she opens the trunk. The booby traps go off. Like we're talking like this like rake machine <laughs> type of situation. A harvesting tool. Yes. If you guys could see the motion that I was making right now with my arms and like a claw. In a circular motion. Yeah, and my cl- aren't my hand. Anyway, <laughs> this like giant like rake thing comes down and just like like just like just slicing. Everyone. It just like spears everyone and like all of they're like one minute they're fist bumping and like the next minute they get like skewered <sighs> and they all just like flop to the ground. It's very it's a lot. And then like some people like gates close and like people are square like people are trapped in the square <laughs> and then like the ceiling yeah. starts to come down and like the uh, the main character elena like sees her best friend get like literally squished like squished to death um and like that's a lot um and then basically and then like i think like if there's more booby traps like trip wires and things where just like s- like spears yeah. come out of the wall it's kind of ridiculous um and then i think uh, basically what ends up happening is the collector, <laughs> the man with the mask, comes and, like, grabs Elena, and then Arkin, who is the character who was trapped in the trunk, mm-hmm. he ends up, like, pff, like crashing through a window and escaping. Okay. Okay, so here we are. Elena's been captured, she's with the collector, Arkin, who is was trapped in the trunk, and he, I haven't seen it, but I think he w- got trapped in the trunk in the first movie. Okay. So that's where that ties in. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so Arkin is, like, at the hospital getting, like, s- sutured up. And, um, basically, so, yeah, Elena, her family is rich, I think. And so her dad hires, like, this team of, like... Like, I don't know who they are. It says the synopsis said a team of mercenaries, which I don't even... I don't know what that is. I don't even know that. that. I was like, what? I think it's just like... A missionary? No. Mercenary. I don't fucking know. Um, They're like... I don't know. They're like guys with guns. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway. I don't know who they are. The dad hires like a team of little like not Navy SEALs. I don't know. And like to go into this building and like save his daughter and i think that they go to arkin in the hospital and they're like you need to take us to this guy the collector and need to help us save elena and he's like no and they're like you're doing it and so i think they like have him at gunpoint and they like get him to take them to this hotel which is like the collector's lair and then again hold him at gunpoint and like make him take like lead the team into the building and once they're in the building shit starts to go off there it's basically just like a booby trapped building what it reminded me a lot of was i know you've never been because you would never i've been if you're gonna say what i think you're gonna say netherworld i have been <laughs> so fuck you <laughs> I like 100% have been. It was awful and traumatic. I wanted to go home. I was with a girl and her brother and his friend made fun of me <laughs> to my face. <laughs> that is so funny. And I'm glad we talked about it. But so yeah, you, bitch, I've been. So the fact that you knew what I was about to say means that it probably, 
you probably maybe got the similar vibes, but like basically once they get into this hotel to like find Elena, there is like, just like it's kind of like I got extreme haunted house vibes. Right. Like very in other world vibes. Yeah. Like which is a very I'm sure we have seven listeners. I'm sure everyone knows listen, what Netherworld know, is. knows what Netherworld is, but it's a big uh, haunted house situation that pops up in like a in a warehouse. Yeah. Um in Atlanta. Uh, Every how like Yes, season. and it's like nationally ranked as like one of the best. It's but um scary. it's good. I love that place. But uh, anyway, um it gave me like that type of vibes where like different things start to come at you and you go into different rooms and they have like different themes almost if yeah. that makes sense. And so they're in the hotel and like one of the first things they encounter is like like uh drugged up captors, like people that the collector have has like literally taken and then like shot them full of like drugs like with mm-hmm. a syringe and they're like basically zombies and they like come out and they're like <laughs> and, and like they come out and like I try to attack them and that's like one of the first things that they have to deal with and then they shoot all those people and then I think like they just go through different rooms different rooms so so yeah the collector has Elena but then he like he obviously finds out right away when the the team of mercenaries, whatever that means, when they show up because he has look like it up. I'll look it up. Sure, he has like security cameras set up around his hotel, and so he knows when they get in there, and so he's hunting them as they're hunting him. If that makes sense, yeah, classic. Um, so basically, they fight off all these different things. Um, trying to get to Elena, and meanwhile, Elena has broken out of, like, where she's being kept. Okay. And is, like, trying to make her way out as well. Um, and so they eventually, like, meet up halfway, and, like, they find each other. And then, um, the team of mercenaries, which, do you have a definition? I have a definition. So a mercenary is essentially somebody who fights for money other than forms of payment rather than, like, political interest. So, like, it's pretty much an Okay. It's a soldier of fortune, so an individual who takes part in military conflict or for personal profit. Okay, that makes perfect sense. So they're just, essentially, they're soldiers who are getting paid to do I feel fucking dumb for not knowing that. I mean, I didn't fucking know what it was. I feel like it makes a lot of sense, actually. But, like, when have I ever had to use this in my vocabulary? Anyway. Anyway. So everyone's everyone's hunting each other. Yes, essentially. So during the whole film, a couple of the mercenary mercenaries 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 they no, get yeah. they get like killed off along the way through different like booby traps. You know, one guy I think gets like speared from right like, down the center. Yeah, like spears come down from the ceiling at one point, and like that happens to this one guy, and it's like whatever. Um, that happens. Oh, surprise! One kid pops out, and he has like his like limbs have been like Severed? sliced or like sewn back on or he just looks fucking scary but he comes out and it's daniel Sharman from uh <gasps> teen wolf from teen wolf correct uh, curly haired little cute curly guy haired, yeah you'd be and so i was cute. like shout out what's up with you well he was like the only face that i recognized in the damn movie um at least there was one Literally. Um, but he has, like, the briefest and most irrelevant part. <laughs> no offense, Mr. Charmin. Um, but yeah, so the mercenaries get killed off. They get kind of picked off one by one. Um, and then eventually, towards the end of the movie, it's basically just down to Elena and Arkin. Right. Who are trying to escape together. Right. And they do pretty well. They get almost, like, out the door, except for it's, like, this big metal door and it's locked. Right. And, like, somehow, I honestly forget, <laughs> but somehow the place has been set on fire. I think, 
Oh, what is, isn't there, like, a room with, like, a bunch of, like, like things and, like, big tanks and, like... Shh. It's my story to tell. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to figure out why the room was on fire. You couldn't remember. Right, but that has nothing to do with it. Okay. Um, somehow, the room, like, the whole building is on fire, and I kind of forget how that happens. I think, um... I think at one point, they... Arkin and Elena try to set the collector on fire, or maybe... I. I'm getting confused, <laughs> but the hotel is on fire, okay? So they're in this, they almost make it out, but there's like a steel door that's like keeping them in the building, right. and they're trying to run away from the collector. It's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Um, but then, uh, oh, I know what it is. <laughs> no, wait. No, do I? Let's hope so. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway. Do you want me to look it up? No, please okay. don't. Please okay. don't. Okay. It's okay. fine. Okay. Like, okay. anyone cares. Okay. Um, but basically, uh, I think what happens is they almost make it out of the building. <laughs> the collector comes after them. And he's, like, basically him and Arkin get in this, like, huge fist fight, right? Right, And right. Arkin's, like, kicking his ass. Like, right. pow, 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 pow. That, that, that scene. Oh, that- and at one point, <laughs> yeah, at one point, the collector takes this knife and stabs it right through Arkin's, like, uh, uh, his cheeks, cheeks, which is just stupid and not real. <laughs> oh, I thought it was cool. I mean, it's cool, but in which way? I just don't, I can't. You get stabbed in the face and it just goes through your mouth. Yeah, and, but, like, like, you don't really get hurt. I guess, but to me, the likelihood of that happening is so slim, but I shouldn't read into it because that's not what this is about. So you're right, that part was cool. <laughs> so anyway, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. Then, Arkin gets the upper hand, takes the collector, and, like, pushes him down into this hole where, like, the collector had thrown all of his dead bodies. Oh. Do you remember that? No. So there's this whole part of dead body. There's just, like, this hole where, like, there's a bunch of dead bodies. Is there a hole with dead bodies? Yes. (laughs) I'm trying to work through this terrible movie that you made me watch, so cut me some slack. So, um... (laughs) He throws the collector down there, and then he there's, like, a can of gasoline down at the bottom. Okay. And Arkin, like, throws a... Does he have a cigarette? No, I think it's, like... I think there's already fire. That's why I'm confused. <laughs> there's already fire. Because he, like, tears a piece of fabric from his shirt and, like, puts it onto the fire and then, like, tosses it down into the hole. And the collector's burned. And, like, gasoline... And he's dead. Right? Right. He's dead. But then the rest of the room is on fire, and... And they're trying, (laughs) there's a big steel door that's keeping them from getting out, right? Okay. But in this room, there are tanks. Okay. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I'm sorry. You jumped ahead. Thank you. There were I didn't know where the fight was happening. I know. Me neither. Me neither. (laughs) And that's the point. So there are tanks of like weird creations that the collector made because he's a freak. Like weird, like bodies with like arms sewed into the leg holes like just gross shit oh i forgot about disgusting stuff in like these big tankers like he's a like he is a scientist or something like that and so the room is building or burning it's burning (laughs) (laughs) and um arkin and elena get separated kind of by fire okay (laughs) so elena's by the door like help like banging on the door and arkin's over here on the other on like the other side of fire the fire line and he's like and he's just looking at her like it's over for me like i'm gonna die in this fire because like there's nothing that i can do but like you get out and be safe but then elena's like absolutely not picks up this like loose pipe on the ground and starts 
like swinging away at those big t- tanks of oh. gross stuff uh-huh. and she shatters them and all the water comes out and she like just goes around and is knocking them all and the water comes out and it puts the fire out at least enough for them to like get to one another and then they're still banging on the door and then by this time the firefighters are there they saw down the door and the two get out of the burning building and then there's the iconic and very classic um movie trope that i was thinking about when i was watching this but like where like the two protag or like the protagonist is like sitting on the bumper of the of like the um, The ambulance ambulance with like a blanket wrapped around them i was like why does this happen in every single action movie yeah like that specific scene yeah but anyway that happens they get out they're all good and then wait it's there's like one chunk in the ending i know there's like another part of an ending or like there's a kind of like a final little there's a final moment scene where arkin goes to this guy's house but is it the collector because i thought the collector died that's the thing is i think the collector lived yes and um he what movie was i watching i thought i thought he showed up at arkin's house and then arkin like you know fought him again and then arkin put it right so listen so i'm what i'm guessing happened because i but i don't know because the movie was bad and i didn't get it (laughs) um everyone pause everyone pause there's a spider on the wall sarah just gave me the stop motion with her hand and pointed to the back wall where there was a spider crawling behind me and kira's has a is and sarah's gonna kill it with a napkin oh get it Ew! Got it! Oh my god! Cures an arachnophobiac or whatever that word is. Arachnophobiac. I think I just have arachnophobia. Whatever. That was too much for me. I was in the middle of telling a very um, precise and well organized story. Well, wrap it up. I know, but basically, I guess the collector didn't die, and then and then Arkin shows up at his house and is like. Yeah, I found you. And, like, they fight again. And then he throws him into a trunk and, like, it's over. Right. So, like, you know, you get it. But that scene was kind of Arkin cool. was in a trunk and then he, Arkin puts the collector in a trunk. You know, we all feel good. But that scene was kind of cool because the camera was at the point of view of the collector. Do you remember that? No. You never see the collector himself, really. Right, because, like, Arkin shows up, puts the gun on the back of the collector's head... Because he doesn't have, like, usually the collector wears a mask. And he is unmasked because Arkin found him, like, at his home. Uh-huh. And so Arkin comes in and, like, puts the gun up against the collector's head. So you see the back of his head, right? Right. And then he's, like, turn around. And then the guy, or the collector, he, like, starts to turn around. But I think he turns around and tries to hit Arkin. And uh-huh. then they kind of tussle and you still never find him. Yeah. And then you're still looking at, like, the back of Arkin when, I mean, the back of the collector when Arkin, like, t- t- right. tosses him into this trunk. Right, and that's how it ends. But yeah, I'm sure that was the worst storytelling. Wasn't there like a, a little of my life? Don't just don't bring any more into okay, it because okay. it's just bad enough. Okay. I mean, unless you have something no good to say, no, that's <laughs> gonna make this less confusing. But I doubt it. I think you did a good job. Okay, thank you. All right. Okay, you- so just some quick trivia. There isn't a ton because it was stupid. <laughs> Um, but, let's see. Oh, if you want to know who the cast is, <laughs> it's pretty, I mean, well, to me, I don't know who they are. The, um, 
Arkin is played by a man named Josh Stewart. Elena is played by a woman named Emma Fitzpatrick. Mr. Peters, who is Elena's dad, is played by Christopher McDonald, and he's a pretty popular actor. He was in, like, Thelma and Louise and, like, Halpy Gilmore and, like, some other pretty big, um... He was a recognizable face. Okay. When there were none, because I didn't recognize anyone. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, um, let's see. It was written and directed by these two guys... Um, named Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Welton, and they both wrote like a lot of the Saw movies. Right, I towards saw like the, I mean, not like the first. I think there's maybe there's a ton of Saw movies now, like the later half. But I think he they yeah they did like the later half, like maybe four and on. Okay, which I probably haven't seen, but I saw like I've seen like the beginning, the first few maybe. I've seen Alfred's in one of them. The guy from uh, Dark Knight, he's in one of them, isn't he? The old guy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I don't think so. I think he's... I thought he was in one of them. I don't think so. And he's trapped like a... Whatever. Whatever. Like a fuck hair. <laughs> Story for another day. Story for another day. Um, but yeah, there... Like I said, there's really not any trivia about this because it's who would be doing that. Like, you know. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> um, no one's writing cool trivia on this yeah, apparently dumb movie. Anyway. It's <laughs> a barely dumb movie. Um, so, basically, I mean, I haven't really found any, like, there aren't a ton of, like, funny letterbox reviews for this, but what I do find interesting is, like, there are a lot of good reviews for this movie. How did you feel about this movie? Well, I just want to, like, people, I just, before we get into that, I just want to say, like, people think, like, this is, they're saying, again, I don't know, I haven't seen it, but they're saying, like, this is bigger and better than the first movie. Interesting. Like, which is interesting because, you know, I fucking hate a sequel. Right. I didn't know it was a sequel when I gave it to you Yeah, granted, I've never seen the prequel. Right. Or, like, the first movie, but, like... The original. But, like, I usually hate a sequel and, like, I feel like most people typically... Well, we'll say that, or maybe they don't hate it like I do, but they'll be like, the sequel's always never as good as the first one. Right. You know? Um, and people say that this is not the case for this movie, that like, this movie, this one is better than the first one. Although they like the first one, this one is way better. Which I'm like, that's super interesting to me. Um, but yeah, people really love the ending, which I did not do justice, so sorry about that. But if you, if you, I mean, if you're if you're into this type of movie, watch it, because the ending is pretty dope. Yeah. I will say. Um... But yeah, people are like, the void that was left, this is a quote from um, Chandra, and she said, the void left by the prequel is now filled, like, for me. Like, this did it. Like, this was a satisfying uh, conclusion. Interesting. Um, She was like, she says actually that the plot is dumber compared to The Collector, but that she liked this one more. Which I'm like, how does that make sense? Yeah, that, I'm confused. Um, But yeah. So, not a ton of, uh, not a ton of, like, funny comments or anything like that. Um, but just interesting. That is interesting. But yeah, as for my own personal review of this film, uh, I'm surprised that this is something that you... I had seen. That you had seen, not that you had seen, but maybe that you had even thought to recommend. I find that kind of interesting, whether you liked it or not. Um, which I would like to know your take too. I mean, when I, I mean, reckon I saw it when I was in like, I don't remember, like early high school. I would maybe, maybe like 15 or something. Maybe 15. Like we were at a friend's house and they're like, 
these two. And what? to be fair, like if this movie came out in twenty twelve, we started high school in like twenty thirteen. Yeah, and so it was probably hadn't been that old. And when I was hanging out with these people, like I had, I did not pick this movie. Like they were like, right. oh, let's just watch. I'm this. sure I know you did it. Yeah, and when I did, I was like, this is kind of crazy, but I don't, I don't. It recently just popped in my head, and I was like, I don't know. I kind of want to see if Kira would like it or not. That's interesting. Like I was very intrigued to see like what you would say about it. And also, when I saw it in two thousand, in whatever twenty thirteen. I didn't think it was that bad. Then yeah. Again, I haven't seen it in seven years. Of course, yeah. So, like, I don't I don't actually know if it's, like, good or bad. Like, made well or, like, made well or not. <laughs> you know what I was just about to say? I was about to say, you know what was worse than this? Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to keep getting hate from our seven fans. People really be, they be saying stuff. But... But I mean, like, but our we, to, to like to be fair, like our point has been proven. Like yeah. our point has been proven. We all, we stand on our decision. Sure, whatever. Like, like, do you like this movie was not better? I don't know if that's the right word, but like, it was a more enjoyable watch than the. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I that's very interesting. This movie wasn't. It wasn't bad. Or it was bad, but in a way that's, like, not... Obviously, you know, it's... Yeah. It's, a, it's like a... Like I said, it's like a B-horror movie. Like, it's Would not, you put it on the same level as, it's like... It's not fan- supposed to be good. Is it, like, worse or better than, like, Fantasy Island? As, like, a quick reference. I would say I enjoyed it more than Fantasy Island. Okay, okay. Like, I wasn't sitting here like, this is stupid. Like, you know okay. what I'm saying? Where, like, yeah. where we were in Fantasy Island... We like, were like making eye contact with each other, being like, "This is stupid." Right. I was like, kind of watching. I was watching um, the collection, being like, oh, "This is kind of like corny," or not corny, but I was like, hmm, "Like this is just kind of like dated and like maybe kind of corny." But maybe, like not. Yeah. But again, like I would it definitely better than that. It was just like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. whatever. Maybe I would have liked it Muscle more medals. if I had seen the the original. first one. Yeah. So like that's super interesting. To me, yeah. to think about. Um, but yeah, not much to say. I'd probably rate it, like, two stars. Yeah, that's what, yeah. And, like, again, that's not me, like... That's just, that's your... That's what I would rate it. Probably, yeah. like, two stars. But um, then again, like, I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't seen this movie since, like, 2013, I guess. I've never heard anybody I talk about this yeah, movie. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you recommended it. Like, super interesting. Well, you know, I gotta keep the spice alive. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but sure, if you're into like, if you're especially if you're into like the Saw movies, like I said, it's the same director. Like it, ha- it was very similar. And if you like haunted houses, yeah, which like I do, and like it, I got that vibe so much from like from it, like a haunted house type of vibe, right? Which, like makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my take. Hopefully that wasn't too long or... That was very interesting because I really had no idea what you were going to, like, say about it. And, like, I haven't seen it in so long. So this right. was, this is a very interesting conversation that we're having. Okay, good. Okay. Moving on. So, Kira gave me to... Uh, she recommended me to watch the movie Hot Rod. And, and let me let me preface by saying that if you <laughs> say anything other than you like this movie, I'm going to be mad. Let me talk. Okay. So... The other half of our little duo who makes us a trio is our friend, our best friend Julia, and she literally tweeted like two days before I watched this movie. She said, "Some of you weren't raised by Hot Rod as a pubescent, and it shows." But yeah, and she's right, and she's right, and that's I'm, that's the difference between you and me, Sarah. <laughs> you know what? I was raised by Hot Rod, and you were not. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. My mom was just like, "That's stupid." Whatever. I don't care. I don't care. Because you know what? You watched it now, and that's all that matters. Yes, yes. 
So, quick little synopsis. The the plot is very straightforward. Um, so, Hot Rod it came out in 2007. It was directed by Akiva Schaefer, who is a part of the Lon- Lonely Island Gang. Um, so, Hot Rod is literally the story of Rod Kemble, who is a self-proclaimed stuntman, and he is preparing for the stunt of his life. He plans to ride his bike and jump <laughs> over... 15 school buses in order to raise money for his ab- his abusive, I use air quotes, stepfather's heart replacement surgery. Right. So that's pretty much the plot. I mean, the movie starts out with, like, Rod, who is played by Andy Samberg, a.k.a. a fucking legend. Yep. And he rides his bike over, like, a, a bus and, like, on this ramp and, like, just fucking... Eats shit. shit. <laughs> like, so hard. Like, and that's just, like, the whole movie. It's just, yeah. like, Rod Kemble attempting these stunts and then eating shit. Yeah. So, um, so that's, like, the first opening scene. And, then, like, you know, you meet his family, his, like, stepbrother Kevin. And, like I said, his stepfather, Frank, who's abusive. But he's not really abusive. They just kind of, like, fight in this very, like, comedic way. Yeah. Like, they, like, run around and, like, knock down walls. And, like, it's just, <laughs> it's just, and they scream. And it's just funny. And then, like, you meet Rod's team slash his, like, friends who also consist of Kevin, his stepbrother, who is played by Jorma Tacone. And then, um... Dave, who's played by Bill Hader, mm-hmm. Rico, who's played by Danny McBride, and then Denise kind of comes into the team after they, like, meet back up, and she is played by Isla Fisher. Yes. Just, like, right off the bat, we're starting with a really good A cast. really good, like, iconic. Like a super solid cast. Yes. In my opinion, of funny people. like Of really funny people. Yeah, exactly. Of people who I forget that are funny. Like, well, I mean, you have the whole Lonely Island squad. They were all... Okay, let me talk. Okay, let me talk. I just have so much to say, but continue. So, um, as, like, the plot progresses, like, Rod finds out that his stepfather has to have a heart replacement surgery, and, like, so what he decides to do is he decides to raise, like, a bunch of money by doing, like, birthday parties and, like, shows and, like, uh, work retreats and do his stunts and, like, get paid for them. And, like, he raises, like, $5,000 in order to enter a competition to potentially win $50,000 to pay for the surgery. And that's kind of pretty much, like, the whole plot. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I'm just... This movie exceeded every expectation that I had of it. Yes! I was laughing from the moment it started to the moment it ended. Thank God. Literally, like, I... The, uh, this movie changed my life. This movie changed my life. <laughs> yes! And, like... I hate that I didn't watch it. How many movies? Someone keep a tally. It's one of my our seven listeners. Someone keep a tally of how many movies I've made Sarah watch that she says have changed her life. I think we're going on three. <laughs> <laughs> it was Indiana Jones, Scott Pilgrim, and then this one. Those were three really solid ones. And like, uh, like I just <sighs> this I was, movie changed my life. This movie changed my life. And like we like recently like we just watched like Palm Springs, which is like a very new Andy Samberg movie, and like I really liked it. So like I didn't think that I wasn't going to like not like Hot Rod, but I just wasn't sure. We tried to watch it at Julia's Brad party, and like I was like, oh, I need to watch, but I'm also like at a party, like yeah, so, not the right setting. So like, but it was good because like I still really didn't have any idea of what the movie was about, uh-huh. which made me love it, and so. It's just, like, it was so good. I was wheezing with laughter from beginning to end. Like I said, um, I mentioned that Rod has this, like, bike. And when I tell you that it's a bike, it's literally a bicycle with a motor, like, attached to it. Uh 
And it's just like, so he like is like revving his engine, but also like pedaling like up a ramp <laughs> to trying to jump over a bus that he just like can't do. And, and like the like the dialogue. Yeah, like, there's so many parts that I want to say right now. Like, okay. Keep I'm, your mouth shut. I'm really biting my tongue right now. This is my truth. Okay. <laughs> this is my truth okay. to tell. Okay. So like, preach, bitch. So like some of the dialogue, for example, I literally wrote it down. A lot of it comes from Bill Hader, like Bill Hader's character. Agreed. And, and Bill Hader plays this kind of like, he's got long hair, he has like a country accent, he's like, hey guys. He like, plays like very, kind of like white trash. Yeah, like, he very much sounds like he's from Florida. Either. Works in a bowling alley. Yeah, yeah, he's just so funny. And he's like, one of the, like, one of my favorite ones, he goes, you who shitheads. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's, it's just like. Oh, it's just so rich and funny and, like, oh, my God. And it's like, everything to me. So, a lot of this movie is also, like, it's a lot of, like, phys- like physical stunt comedy, mm-hmm. essentially. And, like... Which is interesting because I don't always find that very funny. I don't either, and by God... But, they, like, they really did so that. Yeah. Funny. I agree. It was so funny. Like, I... Like, every time Rod got literally fucking annihilated by a stunt, I died laughing <laughs> like it was just like so but the thing is is like the stunts are ridiculous yeah. like there's one stunt scene where like rod is literally wrapped in bubble paper <laughs> they strap two mattresses to the front of like a minivan and hit him with it <laughs> and he just like flies back and it's just like he's just like ah, oh, i'm okay and it's like you'd be dead you'd be so dead like you would just literally be dead Oh, and it was just, like, and, like, the thing is, is, like, that is every scene. Like, that yeah. is literally every scene. And, like, it was uh, just, like, Andy being, like, crumpled to the ground. Literally Andy just being crushed by his, like, inability to be, like, this, like, stuntman. And, like, not only was it, like, so funny, it was also just, like, structured really well. And it was very refreshing to see, like, a classic, like, story, problem is presented, like, possible solution climax where things all go to shit and then like actual resolution mm-hmm. like like a classic like little language arts like how a story is supposed to happen and like i don't know if it's just me but like i like i said i found that so refreshing because like i don't necessarily know if every movie is made like that anymore like it's just like uh, i mean yeah like i mean <laughs> yeah i agree people movies are getting like i agree like movies are really just getting like there's something like great about like a uh, like an unconventional conventional like uh, way of storytelling. There's right. something that could be like really like very creative and like cool and interesting yeah. about that. But then it can also can get kind of like muddled and like like fucking tenant. Well, like, that was literally about time. Dra- like you know, like that maybe is I guess a little bit different. Or I don't. But it's like, I didn't understand that movie. So. <laughs> but anyway, but like regardless, I think I think you're right. I think there is well, like, and I think that. um structure like fits so perfectly with the movie right exactly like the characters are very simple like simple but like they yeah. really do their job like everything is kind of simple and it makes it it makes the movie like like the content in the movie it makes it like hey even harder because right. like that's what it's about exactly like it's about the dialogue and it's about the characters right and like i mean i feel like every movie that i talk about i talk about the dialogue because like it's just so funny and like the, it's just like it's things that you don't think to be funny but are yeah like, like Ugh. Okay, so funny. Well, I think I appreciate that a lot in movies, so maybe that's why. Like, I recommended you a lot of movies, yeah. that, like where the dialogue really sticks out. I mean, I that love- is one of the yeah. That's one of the things I love about. Me too, and I think yeah. literally dialogue can literally make or break absolutely a movie, a show, literally anything. Absolutely. 
and so the fact that they just continue to crush it is just like amazing so i want to talk about some of my favorite scenes even though like every scene is my favorite scene because like it's it's it was hard for me to like i was typing all these like scenes down and i was like this is literally the whole movie like (laughs) because every scene is so funny it's gold it's comedic gold like that's the only way i can kind of describe it is like it's just gold like it's it's really is like it's like yeah. it's a little bit of a treasure um, oh, i agree i agree like my yeah my whole family loves this movie yeah Ju- julie and i used to watch this movie like like multiple times in the summer when we were like lo- younger right it's just everything right so um it's so quotable so quotable Continue. and i let I me learn that i yeah, learned that let me stop taking away your so literally like the opening scene is fucking hilarious <laughs> it's just it just is the best way to kickstart the movie and like it's like i said it's a scene where like rod is jumping over a bus and just eats shit and it's funny um so, I also mentioned earlier the fight scenes that happen between Rod and his stepdad are absolutely hilarious because he's like, there's like one moment where, like, uh, so what Rod does is he takes a fake mustache and puts it on every time he, like, does a stunt or, like, does anything, like, you know, aggressive. And so he puts it on when he, like, fights his stepfather and his stepdad's like, or, you know, like, I think, uh, Rod's like, you know, real men wear have mustaches and then his dad goes well real men can grow them and then andy sanford goes you know i have a hormone problem (laughs) and it's just like their banter is absolutely and like the way he like screams his lines yeah and like just comes across like like so innocent and pure just like a just like he acts like an 11 year old exactly like a kid like he just acts he's so innocent his character is um i think i have two favorite scenes and the first favorite in you know no order whatever is there's a scene where Rico, who is played by Danny McBride, beats up this guy that, like, after... So what happens in the scene is that Rod does a stunt, and it goes awry, and he flies into this RV, and he, like, opens the other door and, like, shatters all the windows in the RV with <laughs> the impact of his body. <laughs> and so all of his crew are, like, going to, like, you know, make sure he's okay, and, like, the guy who lives in the house and who owns the RV, like, comes out, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Like, I'm gonna fight you! And, like, Rico literally is like, oh, fuck no, and just starts beating him up and, like, hitting him with trash cans, and then, like, I go to church every Sunday, I'm gonna beat the devil out of you! Like, <laughs> just, is that the part where he goes, I've been drinking green tea, tea all, all goddamn day. day! I'm hopped up! Like, like perfect it's just it's it's just so rich okay what's your second favorite scene so i, I, gotta, like, I gotta talk about some of my favorites and then okay we'll... okay because okay. there's so many let's make it about you um <laughs> so my second favorite scene is obviously the scene where rod falls down the hill <laughs> just uh, like continuously just continuously falling down the hill so like rod has this like he's like i need to like let off steam so he goes into the forest and, like, has, like, a dance punching scene to, like, an 80s song and is, like, Like, it's like, basically, like, Footloose. It's basically, like, a Footloose moment. When Kevin Bacon, like, goes to that warehouse yeah, and, and starts, like, like, dancing out his rage. Yeah. Because, like, the man's keeping him down. It's, I think it's supposed to be, like, a... I think it's, yeah, an homage to that almost. Exactly. So he goes out and he's, like, punch dancing to this, like, 80s ballad. And, like, you know, just, like, doing flips and cartwheels. So what happens, though, <laughs> is that he gets to in the moment and falls down a hill for... Literally what felt like 90 seconds, but I'll get to the technicality of that. And literally, it's just like, he's not just like like rolling down the hill like a log. He's like airborne, just like falling down this hill and like knocking into trees and into rocks. (laughs) And like, it was just, and 
as the hill, like, as he progressed down the hill, I just laughed even harder and harder and harder. <laughs> um, the code word is whiskey scene. Whiskey. What are you saying? What do you mean why? Where are you going? Like, yeah. Yeah. So funny. Classic. So funny. And then, obviously, like, the cool bean scene where they're like, cool beans, cool beans, cool, cool bean beans. That's literally a song you can, like, find on Spotify. Awesome. I'm literally <laughs> going to put it on the playlist. It's kind of a bop. Maybe we can somehow put it on Instagram. Anyway. We probably can. Um, that scene was great. The scene where they, like, drown Rod and, like, he rings the bell and they're all like, oh. Like, <laughs> just. And, like. like nobody, said, nobody, like, listening to this podcast right now is going to understand what any of these scenes mean unless you watch the movie. Which, like, watch the movie. Watch this movie. You don't have to watch the collection, but you do have to watch Hot Rod. You do have to ha- watch Hot Rod. Okay. So, like I said, those are some of my favorite scenes, but also every scene is good. There's yeah. not a bad moment in this movie. Yeah. Um, but real quick, I'm going to get into some trivia so that Kira can, you know, tell her truth. Um, <laughs> There's just a couple scenes I need to highlight. Okay, okay. All right. I'll, all right. I'll talk fast. So, obviously, during the opening scene that I've mentioned like 80 times where Rod jumped over a bus, the stuntman who played Rod, like Andy Samberg's stuntman, actually broke his leg oh doing God, that stunt. Uh, yeah. Which I was like, that's crazy because that stunt is kind of insane. It like, is insane. It's a very intense, like, stunt. And the fact that the stuntman broke his leg, I was, like, dedicated. Wow. Um, so, Bill Hader, his character has, like, very long hair. And it's... Bill Hader, like, did not grow his hair out. What it is, is it, it's extensions. <laughs> and he wore them for the entire summer. <laughs> That they made this movie. It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, another little thing is that all of Andy Samberg's stunt doubles wore, uh, wore prosthetic noses to make them look as big as Andy's nose. Oh my god. And I was like, oh I, my god. I was like, I don't think Andy Samberg has a big nose. Me but, neither. But apparently it makes Maybe a difference. Maybe it's a profile situation. Yeah. It probably helped. I mean, they wouldn't have done it if it wasn't like, Yeah, necessary. Know. Um... So, like, I was just talking about the falling down the hill scene. Rod tumbles down that hill for 47 seconds. (laughs) 47 seconds. That was, like, (laughs) felt like an hour, and I loved it. Literally. Um, So, during the very... There's, like, a big jump... Like, the big jump scene at the end of the movie. Um, During that scene, Andy Samberg's parents are actually in the crowd. Which I was, like, cute. Adorable. During the iconic scene of, you look pretty. What? I said you look shitty. Good night, Denise. <laughs> one, um, of my, one of my favorites. Yes. That, uh, it was actually raining in real life when they shot that scene, so they had to digitally remove the rain. What? Yeah, it's raining in that. How do you digitally remove rain? Why don't you just, like, wait until it stops raining? Does it take forever? I don't know. But I was like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Like, a lot of editing work. Um... There's a pool jump scene where, like, Andy Samberg tries to jump over a pool and obviously just, like, lands on it. Um, that was actually performed by Andy Samberg. Cool. So Andy Samberg did that stunt. Yes. And then my favorite fact is that during the whole movie, Rod fails to complete every single stunt. (laughs) He didn't, he didn't make one. He didn't stick any landings. Um, so that's all, like, my, like, fun trivia uh, but like I said, this movie changed my life. It was so fucking funny. I can't get over it. And like, I love how Andy Samberg makes his movies and also like gives himself like a humble brag. Like there's a scene where like him and Isla Fisher make out and he makes Isla Fisher like be like a bad kisser. And then he like kisses her like a good kisser. And it's humble just, like, fu- brag. That's actually so funny. Just like so many humble flexes and like so funny. And like, 
Isla Fisher has, like, a boyfriend who's played by, I don't know who he is, but you'll know who he is. Mm -hmm. Like, that, he's funny. Like, there's literally not a, like, not a non-comedic moment at any point in this movie. I agree. Let me tell you about my scenes before tell you give your, your final, yes, final tell review. Your, tell your truth. Tell your truth. Honorable mention, or these are my favorite scenes, or, you know, honorable mentions that Sarah hasn't mentioned. Um, because but every, every scene Every is scene is so good. But one of the ones specifically that I quote all the goddamn time is when Bill Hader's character is, uh, Dave, I guess, Dave is telling um, everybody about this time he did acid. Yes, that was... And it is so funny. Basically, like... Um, I think he's, like, sitting at work at the bowling alley, and someone's, like, and it's, like, slow motion, because it's how Dave remembers it, I guess. Right. But the guy's, like, I've got this acid, but I can't take it. And Dave's, like, I'll take it. And then he takes it, and he just has this crazy trip. And then he, at one point, he's, like, he's, like, in the garage, like, tinkering and, like, welding and shit and, like, sawing up metal. And he, like, catches a piece of shrapnel into his head and, like, doesn't react really because he's tripping on acid. So he has to call Rod to, like, take him to the hospital. Yeah. That's a great one. That I always create. I always quote like, "I've got this acid, but I can't take it." That I quote all the time. Take it. Um, I had one. More, oh, one of the favorite part. One of, another one of, again. The whole movie, but this one's just good and it's so small and like so insignificant. But it's when he's trying to raise money to enter the competition. He's like doing stunts for like office retreats or whatever. Right. And he's getting paid by this guy after he just failed to do a stunt. Right. And um, the guy, he's like, Andy Samberg is like f- smoking. Right. Because whatever stunt he did just like failed miserably. And the guy's like handing him the money. He's like, you're a terrible stunt man. <laughs> and Andy's like, what? He's like, you're a terrible stunt man. And Andy's like, what? He's like, you're a ter-. He's like, no, I heard you. It was just really mean. <laughs> That's a great scene. Like it's just so many good ones. So oh, and then like the I'm Rod and I like to party. That's a great scene too. And then it's like I'm Kevin and I like to party. He's like, no, I'm the only one who parties. But I also party. party. Yeah, and like it's just so stupid and so fucking good. So good. Anyway, what's your final rating? Five out of five. Five out of five. Yes. Not a bad thing to say about this movie. Everybody, if you listen to this podcast and do not watch Hot Rod, we're in a fight. Like, we are in a fight. I will fight you. Like, this... Go watch this movie. This movie is, like, worth the watch if you haven't seen it. Like, totally watch it's it. It's so good. Anyway. Um, I'm gonna read some quick little uh, letterbox comments. Oh, because, cool. Obviously. Everybody just kept saying, like, besides the ones that I picked, everybody was just like, why wasn't this nominated for Best like best Motion Picture at the Oscars? And I was Agreed. like... True. Like, true. Um, so the first one comes from a girl named Jasmine. She gave it three and a half stars and loved it. She said, Andy Samberg is the only white actor I trust. And I was like, (laughs) okay, good for you. Um, this next one comes from a girl named Sophie. And she says, nothing has ever been or ever will be funnier than Andy Samberg rolling down a hill for one minute straight. Although the Cool Beans remix and the Whiskey scene come close. Whiskey. And those are some of my favorite scenes that I mentioned. So I just kind of threw that in there. This is a great one. So, like I mentioned, that, like, Rod is trying to raise money, so he, like, kind of attends birthday parties. So, this comes from a guy named Nabil, and he says, Bill Hader casually eating a slice of cake while Andy Samberg is screaming in chaos while on fire is me (laughs) at family gatherings. (laughs) And I was like, true. And then my final one, which I think is just gonna hit the nail on the head with it, it just says, 
This comes from a girl named Hannah, and she says, this still fucks. <laughs> Fags! Which it does. Which it does. That's crazy, because the collection is from 2012. And this is from 2007. And, yeah, and, like, Hot Rod has, like, holds up so much better. It will be ingrained in my memory Yeah, it forever. holds up so much better. Yeah. Like, it, it's... Mm-mm. Like and it just shows you the difference. Between time like, has no effect when like the movie is good, fucking right. outstanding. Right, absolutely. Anyway, um, should we get to our recs for next episode? Yes, we should. All right, what you got for me? Um, I told you this earlier. I think I'm gonna give you something a little bit more lighthearted, maybe a little sappy. I'm very intrigued to see what you have to say about this movie. But I'm going to give Kira the movie Me Before You. It's a cute little rom com. Okay. That might rip your heart out. Oh, good. Good. Um, I'm actually going to give you... Oh, it's a British movie, too. Everybody's British. Oh, well, I do love that. Yes. I do indeed love that. So you're welcome. Um, I was going to give you... You keep switching it up. I do keep switching it up. But I just think... I don't know. I want to give you this one instead, to be honest. Okay, what is it? I'm going to make Sarah watch 1917. Oh, dope! Yeah. I'm here for it. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Alright, sounds All right. good. Awesome, so Kira has Me Before You. And Sarah has 1917. Awesome sauce. Okay. Alright, see you guys later. Watch Hot Rod. Follow, Follow us on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.